Spikeville's hometown station, Cool 103.9 FM. Welcome to the Columbus Connection, a weekly public affairs program produced in, for, and about Columbus County, North Carolina. Now here's your host, the managing editor of Columbus County News, Jefferson Weaver. Hello everyone, this is Jefferson Weaver with ColumbusCountyNews.com and WTXY coming to you with the Columbus Connection. And today we're on a subject which is near and dear to my heart, historic preservation. We're here with Miss Susan Woods. Y'all have got a big project going on with Reuben Brown House Preservation Society right now. That is absolutely correct. Wood is the uh, large is the operative word. Um, we the Reuben Brown Society is trying to save the original, the oldest original house in in Columbus County, the James B. White House at two hundred three Jefferson Street in Whiteville. Um, the house is now um, part of an estate, the estate of Dr. John Lewis, and um, we're tr- working with his heirs trying to buy the house so that we can keep it, convert it. We'd let, we want to keep it safe. We want to keep it from being torn down. We want to uh, convert it into a Columbus County Museum so that we can have a place to store and archive and display the artifacts and the history of this county, something that doesn't exist right now. And that's something we need so much. We've got got the small museums, so to speak, which do so much. I mean, the depot at the lake, at Chabern, at Fear Bluff, and I believe we've got something going on down at Tabor as well. But we need something big and central that just kind of says... This is Columbus County. I think I think that's right. I think uh, when we, I've had people describe the um, the artifacts and the history of a community as the soul of a community, and I think that's, that's a good true. way to put it. Um, I think it's the also the memory of a community, and right now. Um, I think it's too easy for a lot of our citizens to think of of Columbus County as just in the here and now, and not to realize that it has a two hundred plus year history um, of evolution from a very small beginning into what it is now. And uh, a history museum, especially for the children, um, would be a, a way for them to t- see and touch the things that are part of that history. Well, and, and folks don't realize, just like you said, I mean, we have a, we get locked up in the perspective on the here and now with the traffic going by on the street outside our studios and having to get them, you know, get on the internet, check email, and they don't realize, you know, the history behind Lake Waccamaw, the history of, you know, the explorers who came through here, White Castle, for Pete's sake, which was such a major, you know, very, you know, very significant colonial era home, our courthouse, you know, the courthouse that they're going in the effort to restore right now. We've got so much in this county that folks don't know about. And you can find the information, but you've got to dig around and look for you it. You have to hunt for it. That's correct. You're absolutely right. Um, the, the house we're talking about um, is the large white house. It sits on a small hill. It's about a block and a half east of the courthouse. And it was 
part of the original Whiteville. It was before Whiteville was Whiteville. It was pretty much the court, the crossroads there where the courthouse now was originally called White's Crossing because all the land at the courthouse and where the courthouse is now and all around it, I'm talking miles around it, was owned by one man, James B. White. And he lived up in Bladen County. Bladen County existed before Columbus County. Columbus County was part of Bladen County. But when it became obvious that, it was, that they, the counties need, there needed to be a division, Columbus County was chopped off the bottom of, of Bladen County, and the new county was, was made. And since the, the crossroads there the two, were the two roads, the road from Wilmington that went up to Rockingham and the, the road from Elizabethtown that, that connected down to Conway, the crossroads where the two roads connected was, um, was where the courthouse was, where they wanted to build the courthouse. And uh, James B. White, being a good businessman, donated the crossroads and the small area around it, and at the same for the court for the new courthouse for the new county. And at the same time, he took a piece of paper and he drew up plans with street names and all, and laid out lots for the town around it. And he saved. There was one big probably six or eight acre lot that he saved it was lot 100 and that was the one he was going to build a house on um but he died a few years later and his widow built the house so the house there uh a block from the crossroads a block from the courthouse at 203 jefferson street that's the same house that was built by rebecca uh white and that's the house we're trying to save. It's been modernized, and it looks a little bit different than it did when it was built. But if you stand in the on the side of the road and look at it, it's huge. There was nothing else like it in this county, nothing at all, when that was built. It must have been like a palace to the average person going by on a mule or on foot. Um, everything else around it, there were very few buildings in Whiteville when that house was built. And the few there were were most likely log cabins, uh, one-room little little places. Um, and so that house was a dramatic beginning for this court for this county. And that's the building we're trying to save. Now, when was that built? I, our estimate is 1823. So almost 200 years old. Almost exactly. Yeah, almost exactly 200. It, it's possible James B. White died in 1819, and it's totally possible that he had the foundation was there. He gotcha. probably he'd probably laid out the beginnings of the house, but the house when his will mentioned the designated the lot lot 100. To go to his wife, it, it said nothing about a house, so we can draw the the inference that there probably wasn't a house there yet. But she built it very shortly after that. Um, I'm, we're sure there was a sawmill that, on his property that started operation about 1820, and they couldn't have built that house without a sawmill. Uh, it's all it's not logs, it's not he, hand hewn boards, it's milled boards. Um, so it, there, there had to have been. So 1820, 1821, 22, somewhere in that 
Uh, well, range. I mean, they didn't build back then. They didn't build homes like we build no. Dollar Generals now. I no. mean, it was no. It was a it was a major undertaking for her to build that house. Just crazy to think of how complicated it must have been. The windows would have had to be put in a wagon and brought over from from Wilmington. Uh, the bricks, the bricks were pro- for the foundation and the fireplaces. They were probably made here, but you couldn't order them. Somebody had to make them for. Right. You, um, the boards had to be cut, and it the 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 shingles for the roof they could have come from Hallsboro and out that way where there was plenty of cedar trees, um, but it was a huge undertaking. It must have been to the average person, it must have just been amazing to see a house like that rise out of the swamp, uh, just about, what was just about the swamp. Uh, I've done a lot of findings through the years. You know, some homes we managed to save some properties we were saving some of them it was the property owners called us in and asked us to come help and document what was going to be gone in a few weeks too many of those and it never ceases to amaze me when you walk into one of these places and you realize that every single dog-gasted nail and peg in there was made by hand that's right right where every mortise every tenon every dovetail was cut by hand in so many of these things and these folks just, they took it for granted, I guess, because this is what had to be done. If you wanted a house, that's what you had to go through to get it. It was a real undertaking. People didn't build a building or even, or certainly not a house back 200 years ago just because they might want to use it for a while. When they built it, that's one reason when they built them, they built them to last 100 years or 200 years because they it was such a huge undertaking. They had no intention of abandoning it. We're going to take a real quick break. We'll be right back with more of the Columbus Connection. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trust Pilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-201-1478 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-201-1478 now for your free quote. That's 800-201-1478. And welcome back to the Columbus Connection, everyone. This is Jefferson Weaver here with Susan Woods from the Reuben Brown House Preservation Society. We're talking about how we're trying to save the James B. White House, circa 1823, here in Weibel. Plans are to turn it into a county museum. And this is a really aggressive undertaking on y'all's part. This is not something that's going to be cheap. That's right. And we know that. Um the price we've negotiated with the Lewis family estate is 
$410,000. You say that Wait, so calmly. Well, <laughs> I've been living with that number in my head for about three months, so I'm pretty familiar with it. Um, we're tr- we've appe- made general appeal to the members of the Reuben Brown House, to the public at large, to anyone who believes in the history of Columbus County and thinks it's important to display the history of the county, to anyone who believes in historic preservation. We've also approached many, many businesses and asked for their support. We are in the midst right now of trying to secure the st- support of the state of North Carolina, the Columbus County government, and the Whiteville City government. Um, and if anyone would like to help, if anyone would like to help us uh, convince these people, these governmental agencies, that this is important and that this is what the county wants, please speak up. If you would like to make a pledge or make a contribution to the to the these funds, large or small, honestly, any anything we appreciate everyone's support, and so any size contribution is appreciated. It, the contributions can be mailed to PO to the Reuben Brown House, uh, PO Box twenty one forty seven, Whiteville NC two eight four seven two, and if you want to talk to me. And, and make up if you want to make a pledge, um, and you and, or you'd like some more information, please. Well, you can go on the website for the Reuben Brown House, which is Reuben Brown R U E B E N Brown House uh, dot com, dot org. Sorry, Reuben Brown House. Yes, dot org. Um, we'll or, make sure we put a link onto this. Okay, uh, broadcast as well. Wonderful. So. We've got an article on there with with written de- you know all the details. Or you can call me. I'd love to talk to anyone who's interested. Susan Wood, W O O D. My number is nine one zero six four two twenty four zero nine. So what's our deadline on this? Well, we. We had a deadline that was next week, which was wow. scaring us all. We have just, the Lewis family has just agreed this morning. We've got an extension to June 16th. So we have a, we have a little, a, a month and a week left. Um, that's important. We're not going to close on it. We, we're not going to actually close uh, on the purchase until July. So anyone who makes a pledge now, we'll, we won't really, we don't need the funds until, say, the middle of June. Um, we have time for that. But we would we'll love to have pledges or checks, whatever, now, or questions or whatever. Please contact us. Now, I know that you would you know, love to be able to do it all in one fell swoop. I mean, is there, yeah, are you able to you know, put like a... Yeah, I don't know what the right term would be. A contingency plan. A contingency plan. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, You know, some earnest money or something on those lines. Well, we've already made a whole fund. We've already made a deposit. Good. Um, We've taken care of that. That's why we have the contract now to purchase. Um, We, if we, we really would. The the simplest thing is we get commitments from the state, the county, the city, um, and the individuals, and we're able to purchase the house the middle of July. That's the simplest. Um, if if we get really close, well, we do have contingency plans Good. that will that I don't think you want to hear about. But we we will. Well, we're we'll going to try to remain positive. Yes, and, yes, and, yes. You know, hope that everything but, can come together. I mean, that's just the state that bought the battleship North Carolina. Well, kids bought right. it with pocket change. That's right. And I told City Council the other night that 
when uh, the people in Wilmington decided to not to let the Bellamy Mansion be torn there we down. Go. Another good example. That's right. It was a mess. They'd even had a fire in it. It was. A, I remember that building was pitiful, and they. But the people decided to save it. And I don't think anybody in Wilmington would say, oh, waste of time, shouldn't have bothered. And I think the people in Chadburn, the people in Lake Waccamaw, feel the same way about their their depots. They made a commitment 20-some years ago. It was a slow process. They kept working at it. They kept raising money and improving the facility. And I think everyone in those communities is proud of what they did. And I think it's the same thing with this building. This would be a point of pride for everyone in this county, as well as being a tourist draw, um, a good place to have a picnic in the backyard. The house has sits on three acres. The whole lot is not there anymore. Some of it was sold about 50 years ago. But the, we, what we would buy is three acres, lots of grass, lots of beautiful trees. So it, this museum would be a place where we could have... Um, pageants, uh, festivals, music, art, uh, flea markets, whatever we wanted to do, it's huge. And a great place for just families to come and have a picnic. Um, And a great place for um, children to come um, for a a field trip. Um, And then maybe a picnic in the backyard. Um, The the schools always want, uh, are looking for good places to take children, uh, the classes, and um, have an interesting experience that contributes to their educational experience, but also gives them a good time out of the classroom. And this museum would be that in spades. It would be perfect for that. Well, that's some of the things you just mentioned right there are going to actually answer my next question. Is you Let's say, hopefully, prayerfully, come up with the money to buy the place. How are you going to keep the lights on? More fundraising, <laughs> the old-fashioned way. Um, also, volunteers. Um, we we um, own the Reuben Brown House downtown. We've had that since 1967. That was ha- that had to be moved to be saved. Um, our, in our organization, did that. It took them several years to raise the money to move it, set it up, get the plumbing and the electrical working. All of that took years. Um, and we don't see this as a one year or a six-month project. This would be a long-term project, and I don't think we'd ever find completion. Um, But we do feel that the support of the community, if if we can raise this money, then we will definitely know that we have the support of the community. And we feel that um, some... The, the facility, the, the house right now does not need, we've had people ask us, how are you going to renovate it? It doesn't need to be renovated. It's in really great condition. Uh, inside, outside, it's nine rooms. I mean, this is not a situation of an older house that someone's trying to pass off to get a tax write-off and say, well, you can make a museum out of it. And, you know, it's not one of those situations. You're, this is actually more or less a turnkey home. That's right. That's right. The Lewis family owned the house for 20 years, and they spent a lot of money on it they lived in it well dr lewis lived there for about 10 years at least um and it's in wonderful condition um gareth evans who's the um man the uh, director for the bellamy mansion in wilmington came over and looked at it with us and he said golly i've never seen a 200 year old house in this kind of condition he That's said wonderful. the ones i've seen are usually just about to fall down this house is in great condition and the yard is beautiful it's all grass trees we don't need to pave I, 
I told city council, no paving, no drainage issues, no no filling in. It's it's pretty much ready to go. But that doesn't mean that we would be able to go in and start funding and having programs the first week. We would try to we would definitely try to start activities this fall for sure. And we would probably, I'm sure, have a fundraiser um, to raise funds for maintenance issues for for utilities and all. The grounds are ready to use. We could, we can certainly, we would probably hold a few th- activities uh, in the fall um, outside because that that's ready to go. It's beautiful. Um, the inside of the house, you know, exhibits. I think people would come forward. They were already offering us our artifacts, things they've collected, things they've had in their attics. I think that would happen very quickly, um, but it would all have to be. Uh, it would take a, a good bit of organization, but we could probably get a few rooms ready for people to um, look through things um, pretty early on. But it's as I said, it's just like the depot, like Waccamaw Chadburn. It's not a it's not a two month project. This would be several years and years, maybe ten years before we actually became a mature museum that was fully engaged in in. Uh, Museum activities as well as community activities. Yeah, I mean this is this is just an ambitious thing, and I'm I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to see people who have that much passion and care that much about the history of our community. I mean, a lot of times, and I know you you understand this and feel this way. Sometimes you feel like you're the prophet crying out in the wilderness. I feel like Don Quixote <laughs> <laughs> tilting at windmills. And everything's lost out there. People don't you know they they don't realize what we're losing when we lose our history. But as you know, as you pointed out, I mean, it doesn't work when it's your know, granddaddy stuff is up in the attic where it can't be taken care of or grandmother stuff is out there in the garage tucked away. And there's I know there's so many people who come to me. But I've got a couple of artifacts right there in my office, actually, that people have brought in here that are fairly significant to white folk. And they didn't know what else to do with them. Well, my husband is a very much a historian, and he's had people at church just hand him things yep. and say, I don't know what to do with it. If, if people it, find out you yeah. like old stuff and care about it, yeah. pretty soon you'll have a lot of iron on the front porch. I think I think we'll have a lot of iron on the front porch pretty quickly. <laughs> we we buy the house, and I, I, I don't think finding things to display is going to be a problem. But as I said, you know, you can't just take a box of fit photographs and throw them on the, a table. They have to be sorted and sifted and and displayed so that people can see them. And that takes time. But it's it's an effort that's absolutely worth doing. And I think that from the people, the response we've had from people, I have not spoken to one person who hasn't said, oh, my gosh, don't let that house be torn down. It has to be saved. That's pretty much the universal response of everyone in the community. So now we need everyone who's thinking about doing something to start doing it. And like like we said, this is an this is this is the the USS North Carolina battleship for Columbus County. That's right. That's exactly. I mean, that's a, a great way bit, to put it. That's a little right. tiny bit can mm-hmm. help out, folks. If we got enough of us, if five ten bucks, yeah, I'm sure y'all will probably accept a dollar's worth of change. Oh, at some of course, point. of course. Yes, ju- I think that's a great analogy. Just think of this. Just think of how crazy the the people used to 
must have thought when someone said, let's bring the USS, uh, UNC, uh, North Carolina to Wilmington. They must have thought, God, that's impossible. But it happened. It happened because everybody pulled together and did it. And now it's a major, major tourist attraction for the whole region. And I think this house, it's, it's, it's very similar. It's the same kind of, of um, opportunity for our county. Well, tell us one more time how people can donate. Okay, so they can go to the org website. They can send, mail a contribution to P.O. Box uh, 2147, Whiteville, N.C., 28472. Or they can call me at 910-642-2409. Or they can contact uh, Suzanne King at... Nine one zero seven seven zero zero two four two. If they want to make a pledge or if they want to ask some questions, we'd be thrilled to talk to anybody, and we'll take all the help we can get. And if someone wants to offer to help fundraise or help us with communications, please contact us right away and tell us what you want to do. We be we need all the help we can get. And the clock is ticking on us, folks. That's right. That's right. We have a we have five weeks to raise this money. Well, anything, anything worth doing is worth doing right. That's right. Anything that's worth doing is worth doing, <laughs> not just go. talking about it. <laughs> Susan, thank you for being with us today. We sure hope that this turns out well. We're going to do our help, our part to try to help promote it and get the word out there. And hopefully we can see this, this part of our local history preserved, and it will help preserve other history for generations to come. Thank you, Jefferson. Everyone, this is Jefferson Weaver, WTX Line, ColumbusCountyNews.com. Thank you for being with us today on the Columbus Connection. Make it a great week. This has been the Columbus Connection with Jefferson Weaver. If you have a story that you want to share with us or a comment on a previous program, you can email us at ColumbusConnection at ColumbusCountyNews.com. The Columbus Connection is produced by Jones Media Partners, and the program is recorded live at the WTXY Studios in downtown Whiteville, North Carolina. Our in-studio producer is Daryl Jackson. Be sure to join us next week for another edition of the Columbus Connection. Thanks for listening. Listen anywhere. Online at cool1039radio.com. <laughs> you guys are good. They're fun. Love you guys. <laughs> Your hometown station, Cool 103.9.